Hey guys, so I just wanted to start out uh, tonight because December and November have been a bit of a shit show for me, as it sounds like it may have been for other people, so that makes me feel better. Yay, uh, 2020's ending. On that note, I just wanted to start out by saying Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, Happy Kwanzaa to all the listeners out there. Um, I appreciate you guys so much and your support, and it makes all the hard work worth it. Um, Just a little reminder to rate, review, and subscribe, and definitely tell a friend about today's episode because it is a very silly one. Um, So today I had the pleasure of recording with, well, I wasn't recording today, but you get it amazing, not Jessica, (laughs) Julie Griggs and Danielle Dietzik. We'll see if I said her name right. I probably didn't, but I basically fuck up this entire episode, but it's very entertaining. Um, so stay tuned. They're the founders of the amazing app that I've been sponsored with for a while called foreplay. It's a new dating app for double dates, which is just the best idea. And they get into why they did it. Um, so go download it now before you start the episode so you can check it out while you're listening. And just again, happy holidays to everyone. We've made it. Take a breath, do a meditation, scream, get drunk, whatever you need. Um, we did get a little tipsy in today's episode. So just a warning if you're wondering why I'm slurring my words by the end. On that note, it is Christmas Eve. So raising a glass to you all. Thank you so much for your support. And I'm going to go drink and celebrate Jesus. Just kidding, kind of. Also, this is maybe my most Jewish episode yet. So the irony is there, but I'm here for it. It's very on brand. So get ready for an amazing episode and this ad from Foreplay itself. Yes, we are getting meta in here. Bye. Hey guys. So today I'm so excited to tell you guys about my new sponsors. Some of my first sponsors, not my first first, but you know, we're in the first round here because I now have people helping me. Yay. So today I am here to tell you guys about Foreplay. It's a free app. And basically the premise of it is that you and your friend become a tag team. I totally want to try this with Audrey Peters, by the way, because I know she'll be down. But you and your friend tag team and make a profile and then you match with other tag teams. So this is so important because it was created and founded by women. You know, women aren't the only targeted groups, obviously. Men can be targeted. Transgender people can be targeted. There's so many at risk groups, but women are certainly part of that. So Foreplay is an amazing, amazing app. It was co-created by two iconic women who I've spoken to personally who really believe in what they did. Basically, they were best friends, which is so cute. I love that. And they're working together in the medical field and just basically decided like, not only from a medical standpoint, but just from a safety and like fun standpoint, like dating the way we do it, there are all these apps, you know, that either encourage dating one-on-one or maybe even threesomes. I don't know. I haven't seen those, but I'm sure they exist. But they were like, we're going to do a cheeky app. You know, the name is very tongue-in-cheek, Foreplay, F-O-U-R-P-L-A-Y. As a woman, I know personally, like, I love this idea. It means you go on double dates. Double dates are also just like less awkward. There are no weird silences. There are less expectations. It just takes a lot of the pressure off. 
which is why people in general, a lot of the times prefer being set up or going on double dates as opposed to just like straight up app dates because like it's safer, it's fun, it's less awkward, less expectations. The list goes on. But I think this app is such a great idea. If you want to look them up, they have a website foreplaysocial.com and obviously you can download it on the app store. If you go to their website on the bottom of the page, they have like literally Elite Daily, Insider. There's so many articles written about how amazing this app is and I cannot stress enough how much you should try it out, especially if you're listening with a friend. Go sign up, why the fuck not? Download the app, F-O-U-R-P-L-A-Y. And now back to your regularly scheduled programming. Hello, everyone, and welcome to What the Fuck's Up podcast. Today, I'm here with the beautiful, wonderful, intelligent, emotionally intelligent, slightly sweaty, apparently. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm now blotting. Yeah, blotting, <laughs> blotting. This could be our video promo already. I'm seeing it for ourselves. But the female founders of Foreplay Social, these two amazing women, Danielle and Jessica. I'm saying your names right. Julie. Wait, Jessica, <laughs> Julie, oh my God. So tired. I knew I was gonna fuck something up. I knew I was gonna fuck something up. I literally just said your name. I was like, Jay. I'm so tired, guys. Guys, We're shutting. We're shutting it down. Julie Griggs and I said your last name right, and I I fucked up. And now I'm 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 too scared to say your last name now, Danielle. You got it, girl. Dear DC, I can't do names. She almost got a Dietzek. Danielle Dietzek. Guys, I'm the worst host in the whole fucking world. Brian, should we cut this all? Brian's my audio editor. Brian, Brian hello, what do we Earth think? Brian. Do we keep it? Should it stay or should it go? <laughs> okay, so anyways, I'm here with Julie and Danielle, also known as Jessica. That's her <laughs> name when she gets too drunk. Do you know, have you ever seen Summer Heights High? Yeah, like, obviously. My name, Je- my name is Jessica and I'm a slut. Yeah, and I'm a slut. Maybe you're like, you know, soul gave me that vibe. Maybe. Ooh. Also, have you ever seen The Hot Chick with Rob Schneider? No, but everyone tells me to watch <gasps> it. Oh, so that's so, a good one. Oh my God. And there's a part where he becomes the where he becomes the female and he's like it's me Jessica Jessica and so yesterday oh I called my, my brother and said that so maybe that's why you're getting yeah. the Jessica vibe it's the thing okay I'm gonna admit something really embarrassing and then we have to get into what you guys do which is way more important than me being a fuckboy as a child no let's just talk about all that all all embarrassing things all embarrassing stories okay this is gonna make me look really bad and I apologize for all of it anyways when I was younger the summer before I started Northwestern I decided with a few friends, Kit and Nick, shout out to Kit and Nick. Nick's like famous now, Nick Lehman. He's like super funny on Instagram. Um, And Kit's really funny as well. So it was basically the three of us. We were the squad and we decided we'd go to Lollapalooza because if we're being honest, like I think Nick and Kit can both admit to this at this point. Nick had a huge crush on Kit. Kit and Nick are both gay. And I was like the perfect girlfriend. Like I was just like the straight girl, you know? Right. Or like who knows what I am anymore. I'm like, I'm a <laughs> girl once. I'm like, I'm like I, I think I'm straight mostly. 80%. Depends on the day. Anyways, um, probably 90. <laughs> I wish it was 80. I wish it was like 60. 50, I know. It's cool, um, right? That, 50 would be a good balance. All the options. All the options. Anyways, basically 
I knew Kit growing up and then Nick and I were going Northwestern together. So we all decided we'd go to Lollapalooza, which is like a music festival, RIP music festivals in Chicago. So we go and we're like 18 at this point. Like we haven't even gone to college yet. And it's very alarming that we were doing like kids at home. I'm not saying you should do drugs and drink a lot of music festivals, but lucky for you, they don't exist right now. <laughs> the point is basically we're all doing Molly for the first time. And we thought we were the shit. And I was the first to have it hit. And like my pupils went away and I was like, wow, this is so crazy. And then it hits them and they're like, oh my God, you weren't lying. And we were just amped up on life. So there were all these lines. It was again, like the second or third day. And we just started this thing that we thought was so funny where we would pretend we had a second girlfriend or a fourth friend named Molly to cut the lines because we were like so hyped. And so we'd literally be like, Molly, I'm so sorry. Our friend Molly is like ahead. We have to get to her. I'm so sorry. We think she's lost and she's alone. She's super drunk. <laughs> Molly. Oh my God. Molly. That is actually Wait, brilliant. But I, I also feel like people like you're definitely not the first person that's thought of that. Like, I feel like other people definitely have done that before. Well, when we were 18, we thought we were literally brilliant. We're like, that this is, is brilliant. why we got into schools like this because of our brains. <laughs> <laughs> that we're frying with Molly. We're really now resourceful. We're frying them. Now we're going to have no happiness centers in Circo a week, maybe less. No, that's the worst part. I have not done Molly in a hot minute. Oh, I did not say this about our two lovely founders. In addition to being app founders and, you know, paving the way for all these amazing things that we're going to talk about, I swear we're not just going to talk about me using Molly. In addition to that, they work in the medical field. So do you guys want to give a little background on like how you guys started the app, the medical profession, and then we can get back into bullshit later. Just so people are not like, who is Jessica? Just kidding. Uh, she <laughs> like didn't know this time. Who is Molly? Where are they? Why are they lost? Is Jessica Julie? Is Julie Jessica? Is Molly real? I like want- is Danielle name. German or is your last name German? Austrian. Yeah, it was something like that. Yeah, it's like I am from Oklahoma. It was out of the sound <laughs> no, of music. I'm not going to do an Austrian accent. It was somewhere in the sound of music. Yes, there's exactly. A, there's a yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then what's Griggs? I'm saying it right, right? Um, I'm not. I don't really know what Griggs is. I I was told I, I feel, American. I feel it was it changed. feels American. I, I feel it was changed at Ellis Island. I was I was told that it was changed at Ellis Island. Oh, it was. I was told oh. that when my ancestors came. They didn't want to have a obvious Jewish last name, and I think oh, the wow. governor and I think the governor of Patterson at the time, his last name was mm-hmm. Griggs, and my they were going to Patterson, so they I think took Stop. that last Stop name it. so that they would think that we're like Patterson Wait, royalty. Are you like a Cohen? Like what you look? She looks like a Cohen, right? She sounds like a Cohen. No, she looks like a <laughs> Jessica. A no, okay. Jessica. She looks like a Jessica. She looks like she's just a cute. But you're a cu- you're so cute. I'm like I'm a cute. You're so cute. She's I'm a cute. So Jeff. Yeah, she's a she's like a very nice Jewish girl. <laughs> she's a nice Jewish girl. She's very what everybody nice wants Jewish to girl. end up their son to end up with her. I'm telling you, anybody <laughs> could set your son up with him, her. I'm so sorry. Okay. They'd be I'm happy. sorry. You need a new job because first of all, I'm Jessica. Now, now I'm a man. Jessica, <laughs> stop trying to change your name. No, I'm guys. It's Julie. I swear. Anyways, my audio editor's like, I, I'm putting it down. It's <laughs> like I give up. <laughs> Anyways, so do you guys want to talk a little about being in the medical profession? It's so crazy too to me because you guys emailed me. I actually still have to know like how exactly you found me because thank God you did. Fate, right? Thank God we did. Um, thank God. You guys emailed me and thank God my intern Tara, we stand intern Tara also from Connecticut, was like, you should have these girls on because I literally read it. I was like, 
not even hungover. I was exhausted because I just put out the We Met at Acme episode. And I was like up all night. Like it was Christmas goddamn fucking morning or Hanukkah, whatever you want to call it, Jessica. And <laughs> sorry, Jessica Katz. Jessica Katz. That's, you could be a Jessica She's Katz. Jessica Katz. Or you could be a Cohen. You could be a Cohen. I, I mean, I could. I mean, I, I actually could be. You could be like Seth Cohen's little sister. Okay, I'll take it oh, from the OC. That's yeah, a good yeah. compliment. Mm-hmm, I'll yeah. take it. If your brother looks like Seth Cohen, like <gasps> he kind of let me know. He kind of shut does. up. He's shut married. Up. He's married. Married. <laughs> He's married to a nice He's Jewish married. girl. Shout out of Judy. Course. All the good boys are married. All that's why you guys taken. need nap, right? Taken. That's that's why we're on. I gotta line. find myself a divorcee. <laughs> <laughs> I could see that life for you. Honestly, I could. You're like he's rich. He already <laughs> has been around the block. He's right. just ready to settle down and let me have the fun exactly people are gonna like cancel me for thinking i'm jewish i'm not (laughs) i really do feel in my bones though that i'm going to end up with a nice jewish boy you might you will you never know you will i'm manifesting it for me my type is so set and it's really weird it's like it's either like seth cohen like nice jewish boy really cute like really cute or it's always dark hair or it's like full-on kennedy and there's just no in between. Oh, you like, like a little wasp? No, it's either so waspy or so Jewy. Mm. Oh, interesting. I don't know what it is. You like my, so what you my, like is rich. You like rich. <laughs> <laughs> you know, unfortunately, all my ex-boyfriends, all of them have been cheap. Oh, interesting. Frugal. And my most recent ex, last thing, he, I thought he was Jewish because he looks Jewish. Half Indian, half Irish. Oh, oh wow. that makes a Jew. Yeah, I could see Does how that. I could see how that. I could see how that would like make a Jew. Really? Yeah. I, I'm trying to envision that. He literally that, but I looks can't. Jewish. Like he looks full Jewish. Send wow. us a pick. I will later. Okay. He doesn't deserve any more airtime on this show okay. after what he did to me and my neck. Anyways, <laughs> all I want to be is like a combination of the mom and daughter on Schitt's Creek. Like that's what I want for my life. Oh my god, I wish we were like you didn't watch, did you? Mm-hmm. I watched like a few episodes, and I know that I should really get into it. My sister told me to yeah, keep pushing past. It starts really slow. Just yeah. skip the first season honestly okay, all right, and I'll it's do like that. iconic yeah just start with season two and you'll be happy okay good. anyways that's like a note for everyone at home too so basically so I skimmed this email was too tired to give it the time of day gave it to Tara Tara's like no 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 read the email and then I read the email and you know why part of the reason I skimmed it is because you guys said medical and I just glazed over because I worked in the medical field for three and a half years and it bored the fucking shit out of me. Mm. So mazel to you guys because God bless whatever bless healthcare professionals. But I was so bored in that world. Like I appreciate it as a part-time job, but literally they'd ask me to like schedule a surgery, which I was more than capable of doing. I'd be like, I'm not getting within 8,000 feet of the blood in the surgery and the <laughs> potential liability and none of it. So when I saw medical, I was like, it put you and back she was to like, sleep. no, 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 but it's, it's a dating app. I was like, those are words I fuck with. <laughs> so basically these girls have it all. They have both the sides of the brains very well developed. So basically they're boring and they're exciting. <laughs> they're exactly, well, they're boring in a helpful way and they're exciting in a helpful way. So that's, that's what you need. When I'm boring, I'm just dead useless. I'm like taking a nap as you guys have heard a lot about. Yeah. Like at least when you guys are like, quote unquote, boring, you're like saving the world and people's lives. Like that's not that boring. It's just, I never even watched Grey's Anatomy. They're all say it. Wow. Never watched Grey's ever. That's like how much I don't care. 
Wow. Until okay, well, I'm wow. in a at hospital least, and I have my own issues. you know what you like and what you don't like. That's good. Okay, so that's why yeah. you wrote us back being like, hey, my podcast is kind of like funny. Yeah, I was um, such a bitch. <laughs> you were like, I wrote you it like, back hey, it's kind of like funny, but like, maybe no. I could like help you guys with some like contacts. You were like, hey, Jess. <laughs> hey, Jess. Great to hear from you. You were like, hey, you. Jess. Hey, Dana. Um, <laughs> hey, Jess and Dana. I'm so sorry, but like your medical professional um, situation, your app that's saving lives, like I'm a horror. Like, thanks for all you're doing, but next. <laughs> Literally, I said that, and then Tara was like, no, no, no. Like, Tara well, saved you, Tara. us. Tara yeah. saved us. What a nice girl. To be fair, see, this is my issue. Sometimes I'm like a word vomiter, so sometimes I'll just, like, reply too fast without thinking about it. Mm-hmm. But then I would have, like, looked back on it, especially if you guys didn't respond again, or if you did. And would have been like, oh, shit. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> once I had, like, more brain cells, I would have called it too. But thank you, Tara. Anyways, so explain, like, what you guys do with the app, what you guys do in the medical world I've now shat on. I apologize. Um, How you guys met, how you're amazing best friends, kicking ass, helping people get married. Married. Yeah, so I guess on a personal note, unrelated to foreplay, um, I grew up in Connecticut and I went to Penn State. That's where I went, where I met Julie. She was my best friend. What's your guys thing? Go what? Oh, Penn State? We are. Mm -hmm. It's like, we are. Do it. That's your do thing? It. Do yeah. it. We are Penn State. We are Penn State. We are Penn State. Thank you. You're welcome. You've never heard that? <laughs> <laughs> also, we just made it so jappy. You're welcome. Yeah, like, you're like, we are. Penn You're State, welcome. we are. Penn State, we are. <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> Wait, I'm, we I'm bleed dead. blue and white, baby. <laughs> Um, you know yeah, who so- probably knows is my dad. My dad's from outside of Philly. Oh, he went. He, definitely he went it. to other Penn, um, oh, but he has transferred. We are not Penn State. The the Penn, he, the he, had to, he had to transfer in. Don't worry. He originally <laughs> went to Gettysburg, and then he did a quick little transfer. Okay. All right. So he's like kind of on our level. Yeah, he's definitely. <laughs> we got, into, like, we got into like main campus, so okay, we met at Penn State. And that's where we were best friends. Um, BFS from freshman year. No, well, I'm a year older. Yeah, so I was kind of like robbing the cradle when I was a sophomore and Julie was a freshman. That's hot. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But we were were really close at Penn State. And then I, and I studied education. But when I graduated, I was like, I want to be a nurse. Went to nursing Mm -hmm. school um, at Pace in the city. And then went on to actually become a nurse practitioner like a a year and a half later after doing an accelerated program. Amazing. And then, and then I started working as an NP. My former boss is going to be obsessed with this episode because she's, so her name's Diana. She's actually pregnant right now having a cute Mazel little Jewish time. baby. She's so funny because she has like huge Jewish energy like me, but she's technically, like she actually converted a few years back, like wow. prior to meeting her Jewish husband, but she's Mexican, but appears Jewish. Wow. Which is so funny. The hot she Jew. might kill me for giving this much personal info, but that's what I did. So I worked in ear, nose and throat doctor and we were always working with NPs and like, PAs and etc. So this will be right up her alley. And she's funny as fuck. I'll give her that. There you go, Diana. Hey, Diana. Wait, were you on hey, 14th? Diana. Were you on 14th Street? No, no, no. This was when I was in Los Angeles. So oh, it was a Beverly oh, Hills okay. hey, um, ear, nose, and throat doctor. Yeah. Got it. Got it. Who's an ally? Dr. Paley. Shout out the Paley's. Love y'all. So, so, you, so you basically did this accelerated amazing person program. It was so great. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, was, it was like I had already gone to school to get my bachelor's and I went back to school to get another bachelor's and then a master's. And it all happened in like three years. Um, really it was amazing. It was amazing. It was so fast. Um, and now yeah. I'm working at NYU. On um, Mother Casual. Baby, which is so much fun. Um, you what? I work on Mother Baby, the maternity unit. Oh, my God. Really fun. 
Um, my so love for babies. Do you see babies being born like every day? I don't see them being born. I see them two hours later, and then for two to three days. So they they come. That's to That's like the best time. Like I work in the newborn like nursery, screaming their heads off. Well, they like they are. are. They like are screaming. You're like their they, heads are. Off. Yeah. they are. They <laughs> are. Are they okay? Let's. I'm gonna say something so on PC that I, again might be canceled, but I feel like this whole podcast is just me like slowly <laughs> but surely inching towards a uh, cancellation. But that's what comedy is, right? Anyways, okay. Let's be honest. Do the babies still look like fetuses or do they look like babies yet? Because babies, no, no, like, such a you know question. how celebrities, celebrities, like, won't let people see their baby like for, their like, a few baby. weeks until they, like, round out nicely. Right. Because newborn babies are very strange Newborn looking. babies are not They look like aliens. Cute. They're, like, yeah. suffocated aliens. They're, like, really, really gross when they're just born. And I yeah, feel they're like, really gross. And I feel like I can say that and it's, it's fair for me to say it because I know. I work with them. They you are, literally work. No, you're fucking allowed to say it. They look gross. They're gross. I feel like I may want my baby to be, like, super washed off before I see it. So I don't, but like, get, like, they, scared. But once they have their first bath, and sometimes even when they don't have their bath, but you dress them, they're so... <laughs> <laughs> they're so cute. Once the swelling goes yeah. down and their head is once not shaped like... Once the swelling goes and, down, and the head sounds is like me shaped. post-corona. I know. Once her swelling goes down and she has a bath, she'll be so cute. They're That's so why cute. I told all the guys on dating apps, <laughs> give me one more week of quarantine. My swelling will go down. I'll take a bath. <laughs> and wow. their heads... Their heads are shaped like a vagina, like the vaginal canal. So they're like, like oh, so they're like kind of gross. Because they come out. Because oh, they like, like got my, pushed out. Well, that's like my family and friends. Done. They're twins, Savvy and Haley. Shout out Savvy and Haley. I love shouting out people randomly throughout the podcast. Good, but, yeah. Um, Jessica's got They're like my family time. friends. <laughs> yeah. Shout outs are good. Jessica, shout out Jessica. Um, <laughs> I can't stop. I'm sorry. <laughs> Once I start, I can't stop. But so they're twins and Savvy came out first and um, her head was cone-shaped so bad-shaped whatever you want to call it and so she had her helmet for the first like three months of her life so we have all these pictures like my first birthday because I was the oldest or I guess Alessandra is the oldest but I was the second oldest but my first birthday party there's a picture of us all lined up on a couch because we're all like little like nuggets and Savvy like sticks out like a sore thumb because she has her, With her helmet. Oh, that's really it's sad. so funny. It's oh, really cutie. cute. It's actually really cute. She's hot now though, so she's fine. I don't right. feel bad for her. And that's what I tell parents like when they're like, "Is that going to be permanent?" I'm like, "No, she can be a no. thought one day." Don't worry. Yeah. She can be a thought <laughs> one day. I can't. You probably That's do so say funny. that too. Well, it's because babies' heads are so malleable still, which is why it's scary to like drop, drop them. them. Right. This is why I'm not having a kid for at least another like six years, seven, eight. Let's go 12. for eight. Yeah, you got plenty of time. <laughs> eight. Once you pop eight. that out, you can't put it back in. So <laughs> That's so true. Yeah. How rude. Yeah. I want a refund on this baby. Okay. So what about you, Julie? Like what's your, so you guys met at school and you also just happened to want to be a nurse or did you always know you wanted to be a nurse? Um, so maybe you're thinking of Jessica there. I'm not a nurse, but uh... (laughs) are you in the medical field? I am. I am. So I, Jesus Christ. Okay. Jessica's the slutty nurse who gets really drunk. Got it. Got it. Got it. Um, so I went to Penn State. I majored in health policy and administration, went back to grad school at Rutgers and went to their physician assistant program. 
and became a PA. Um, okay, so you're a PA. I'm Got a PA. It. Okay. Um, and oh, Jesus Christ. Guys, assistant. I'm never not doing research before an episode again. I was like, I know these girls. They're cool. I know about their app. Well, that's wrong. because we've chatted so many wrong. times. We've I've chatted about so much deeper I feel like stuff. we're on a, pr- I, I feel like we have a personal relationship, not a professional one. Right, because, exactly. Right. I know nothing about you guys professionally. Right, right, I've just right. talked about my sex life with y'all. Right, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, um, yeah. But they now, know more about my vagina than I know about their jobs. Exactly. That's just how it be like that But that's how beautiful relationships Relationships begin. So. It is. This is the start of uh, something, something new. new. It feels so, so right no. to yes, be here, to be with, here you. with you. Okay, I'm done. I'm done. Like, how I really want to have turned this off already. Like, I'm I also like I'm, I'm drunk and I'm not even. I'm I am drinking. To, We're all drinking, I'm, but I'm not drunk. It's like I'm trying desperately to say it. <laughs> What I'm are happy, you trying to say? say I'm, ha- I'm happy to do a duet if you want later. I think we should end it with a small duet. Yeah. Okay, cool. Okay. okay. Back um, to Julie. A, I really love that for us. Okay. So you went to school. You went to Rutgers. You're now a PA, which for people who don't know is not a personal assistant. It's is not. not all the other things it could stand for. What else, but could, what else could it stand for? Assistant. It also in the, in the movie world. Oh, production assistant. For, production yeah, assistant. production assistant. Mm, so it was very artery. confusing for me because I was working <laughs> in both the medical and the film world. Mm-hmm. So I would say oh. PA and people would be like, what does it stand for? And I'd say the opposite one of what I meant. Right, so I'd be like right, at the doctor's right. office and they'd be like, what's a PA? And I'd be like, it's a production, production assistant. assistant. I mean, that, that, you know. That's confusing. It is. It's a lot of of kind of assistance. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a lot. You're always providing assistance. It's a lot though, of assistance. It's sure. a lot of assisting. <laughs> So are you in a different hospital? Where are yeah, you? Yeah, like, I actually, I actually reverse. So we were both, you freelance? We both, no, no, no. We both live in Manhattan, but I yes. reverse commute um, into the Westchester, New York. So I'm in Portchester. I work in family medicine. So I do primary nice. care. Um, nice. And it's in actually a very underserved community. So the majority of my patients don't speak English. They don't have health uh-huh. insurance. They're uninsured, underinsured. A lot of them are undocumented. So it's a very different yeah. experience than the um, vaginal canal. Wow. The vaginal canal, you said? Yeah. Yeah, because the the vagina's usually got that money, that baby mama money. Yeah, nobody has a vaginal head, vaginal-shaped head in my office. Okay, so basically, so you guys both work in these fields. You went to college together. What started you guys deciding, oh, hey, let's have this, like, whole other, like, full-time gig? on top yeah. of what we're already doing <laughs> where we're gonna get into the dating sphere like how like how weird was, is that like how no weird. I love it but it's, yeah it's, you guys are hustlers yeah we didn't mean to we didn't mean it, to it be was, a hustler. Yeah. we didn't mean hu- <laughs> we didn't we didn't mean to we so, didn't mean to do the hustle it was an accident but here's the thing I am a hustler and um, I'm not and Danielle is Danielle is certainly not. I'm growing though. Yeah, you. Yeah, you're becoming more type A by the day. But you are. You were yeah. like, "Where's the Zoom link?" Yeah. She's like, "Caitlin, where's this? I don't have a Zoom link." I'm like, "Wow, relax, Danielle." <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, you but guys what, are really rubbing off on each other. Yeah, working together. yeah. I'm becoming. It. I'm becoming like really chill, and Danielle is like needs to relax. But anyway, you're starting to like. Oh! Leave, you're starting to leave Dad. bowls with milk like, around my apartment. It's like, I am like the cleanest person ever, and when I come to Danielle's apartment, I just embrace the fact yeah. that it's a frat house. And so the other day she called me out. She was like, it's She's like, like, I have to piss and just like takes her pants off okay. and like pees on the living room floor. Okay, that doesn't happen. <laughs> anyway, I was so like, that's very that. fratty. No, that would be very fratty of you. Then you just yeah. have to spill beer over it. So it really got the smell. Yeah, I like shot. That's why I always said room. frat houses, they smell like stale beer and piss. Right. That's exactly. it. That's the right. smell. You want to capture it? You want to be it for Halloween? Piss on yourself and then pour some beer on it. <laughs> exactly. Swear to God. Anyways. What yeah, actually, keep going. What no, actually happened here is that yeah. I was still in school. So I was in my last semester. 
I was coming mm. to New York six weeks, doing a family medicine rotation, living with Danielle. And how many years ago was this? This was in January of 2019. Approaching okay, two years Okay, so pretty ago. recent. Approaching two years ago. Yeah, pretty recent. Wow. Cool. Um, Very cool. We were hanging out, talking about how I've never experienced mm. the New York City dating life because I was always in New mm. Jersey or Penn State. So we decided that we wanted to spend every second together for the six weeks, but also be social and date. So we changed mm. Danielle's dating profile to, to be both of to you, be only smart. both of us. And we said, yes. swipe right if you and your friend want to go out with me and my awesome friend. If you and an awesome Aww. friend want to go out with me and my awesome friend. And so many guys thought it was a threesome. And so many guys were so down for the threesome. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> which s- app were you guys? I guess you can't really like promote other We apps. can't really say what app it was. But what we can say is that yeah, maybe everybody has been on this app. We're, everyone's so, so it's a very common dating app. Yeah. And it was Did like, it start with uh, we friends can't, of friends? We can't say what it starts with. So um, basically, it just got like this incredible response of guys being mm. like, I love this. You girls are changing the dating game. This is so fun. I have the perfect friend. And in the Amazing. first week, we had like 16 guys asking us out, which would be wow. 32 guys because they would be bringing a friend. And we were like, shit, we're yeah. fucking cool. Right. Like, oh my God, oh my God, that's me 32 guys. Like, I didn't even You have guys to do just anything. realized you were cool when that happened. I yeah, that, that was my come to Jesus moment I where like, I was like, wait, I'm, I'm not cool. <laughs> <laughs> you guys just sounded like you were the scene from The Parent Trap where it's like, wait, Holly, we're sisters. If, we're if, not sisters. If your, if your twins, mom is my dad and, and my, my dad, dad is my mom. <laughs> you guys are, when are we getting drunk together? That's why I want to. We are right now. Yeah. They're like, yeah, well, I, that's true. We're virtually. We're very CDC safe getting drunk together. But me and my antibodies are itching to force them to drink with me in person. We'll see. But we anyway, have to one day. But they're anyway. in the actual medical profession, so they're really We're smart. We're very careful. We might. And I'm very post-Rona smart, but also ready to party. But also still has antibodies <laughs> and enough But sex. still <laughs> also is very CDC safe. You are very, but, you are very CDC safe. I actually am, which is why it's annoying that people got mad at me. I'm like, I'm sorry I hooked up with a guy who gave me corona. My right. bad. At least it wasn't chlamydia. Yeah, there could be yeah. worse things. <laughs> <laughs> well, chlamydia is pretty curable. At least I know. One gram of azithromycin, baby. Knock that thing to the curb. That yeah. one's easy. I almost don't want to name other ones <laughs> that I think are worse because I don't want to, like, freak anyone out who has they're it. They're all or, fine. You know. They're all fine. Yeah. Honestly, they're Everybody, all stigmatized. At all of it, it, it could be a lot worse. I mean, no, I so, no, like, don't, nothing don't is panic fine. if you get a little gonorrhea. You'll nothing be fine. Is fine but, it's, but it's treatable. It's treatable. I'm not trying. Oh, God. Actually, I'm not going to say it out loud because then I'll get one. But you, if you have deductive reasoning skills, you can get yes, what I'm yes. going to say that I refuse to say now. Anyways, enough we're really about happy my sexual you history. One. Yeah, we're so really <laughs> happy for you and we can say we're in the same boat. Are you guys going to insert so, one in me now? No. That's how doctors do not. things, right? They <laughs> absolutely insert, not. I'm, I'm going to start like a random like Trumpers are going to start like this theory about Dr. <laughs> Fauci and his followers inserting gonorrhea in the people. <laughs> I love Dr. Fauci. I love him. He's so cute. I love Fauci. He's so cute. He also, you know what's nice? I mean, okay, let's talk about Fauci for a second. Yeah. That, I feel like that could be like a whole segment. Like, totally. let's talk about Fauci. We'll yeah. think about it. <laughs> Anyways, but like, not only is he like brilliant and small and cute and like really smart and like is the only reason like this isn't even worse than it is already, but 
On top of that, I know he got a lot of shit with the AIDS crisis because at first he was, like, anti because he was, like, young and new. But he literally, like, I read this whole article on him. There's this, like, crazy long New York Times article about his whole career and how basically when people started, like, marching Washington and, like, demanding that they do something about AIDS, he was, like, the only one in the administration to listen. Like, at first he was resistant, but then he was like, wait, we actually need to do something. And he helped cure AIDS. He's amazing. I would love to have a dinner with him. I don't know much about his history, but I know that when you finish saying that, I heard in my head like, it was like the I end. I have no idea what that is. It was know, like the I end- have no idea what you're talking. It was the end of the. It was the end of the Fauci segment. <laughs> it's, oh. like, it's, like fa- it's like the do Fauci segment. Do- it's like a so- so- quick soapbox. Oh. And then end like so, so that was me on my soapbox, and that was the end of it. Right. I hope I'm right. I'm not. I'm pretty sure I'm right. Anyways, but no, but he's a, he's an amazing man. And, you know, on this podcast, I talk a lot about like learning and growing with age and time. And I'm a huge proponent of people like changing for the better. And I think I just think it's impressive that part of his history is like fucking up a little bit, but then like learning from it. I'm still, laugh- I'm still laughing because when she made that noise, you were like, I have no yeah, idea what that is. You were like. I you're like, no I want to take a moment to acknowledge you guys. But you know what? I actually I actually to- have a funny podcast and I can hook you guys up with some contacts. <laughs> <laughs> hey guys, like if you want to go on medical podcasts. If you need someone to like write a jingle for what's you. What's my blood type? <laughs> blood type jingle podcast. Um, I can like totally let you know. Well, I actually, I thought you guys were asking about some like, I honestly thought you were selling me some medical products because I was in the medical field. Oh, so you thought so we like, were medical. Oh, you guys could sell it to like the ENT. I didn't even realize you were like oh like we have an app like I don't think I even got that far right Hello, everyone. Today, I am so beyond excited to tell you about The Line by Katie Mullen. Katie is one of my friends who I met through our mutual friend, Kirsten. Shout out, Kirsten. And then continued to get to know better through doing her workouts at a studio in LA. Since the pandemic, she has started The Line by Katie Mullen. And I'm so excited for you guys to check it out. I'm obsessed with it. So basically, the workout are a mixture of dance, which is so fun and you get the hang of it. I used to think I was a horrible dancer and ever since I started dancing with Katie, I think I'm like so good at it, which is probably not true and embarrassing, but like whatever. I have so much fun doing the dance parts and some of them are more dance heavy than others. Like the full body is a little more dance heavy. The arms and abs are a little more focused on like doing floor work so you can do it at home. It's only $30 a month, which is a steal because she also has live classes that she ends up posting to the on-demand site. So you can either join her live with this membership fee or do the classes on your own time or both, all the above. Go crazy. They're amazing. They get you in such good shape. It's stupid. And if you look at Katie's body, you'll be like, okay, I'm going to do it now. Um, Katie is also like the most inspiring, sweet, kind, amazing person ever. Also follow her on her Instagram where she posts about updates. She does workouts for Carbon 38 and her Instagram handle is at KMULLS, so K-M-U-L-L-S seven, as in lucky number seven. Follow her, try some workouts. If you want to try it on Carbon 38 first or, you know, check out her Instagram first, go for it, but you'll get hooked. I promise you I have. And then use the code WTFSUP, so WTFSUP, to get 20% off your first month of membership. 
for The Line by Katie Mullen and back to your regularly scheduled programming. I feel like we still haven't gotten that far in the podcast, like that we have an app. <laughs> like, are we there yet? So let's talk about the app. Are we there yet? Are, are we, we there? there? You guys, we're doing your thing on the app we'll never know the name of until I know it later. <laughs> and all these guys are like, that's hot. That makes it less scary. Not that... I mean, I guess some guys could be scared. I think on the whole, it's a bit scarier for girls, but it, it takes away the social pressure and the pressure of like, it's all on me. It gives you context, which is part of adulting and like something that can be hard about adulting and dating in the real world is that like when you're in these bubbles of like high school, college, et cetera, grad school, like you have this context. Um, Jared Freed is a great podcaster. He is the UF podcast. I yeah. love Jared. Shout out, Jared. Um, Shout out, Jared. I'm asking hey, him Jared. to come on, hey, so maybe someday. Maybe someday, Jared. Do it, Jared. Jared is come also on, Jared. a nice Jewish boy. Jared, you up? Anyways, <laughs> no, I'm kidding. He has, a, he has a girlfriend named Jessica. I know. Oh, it all makes sense now. He does. I know. Comes home, and, and, you know, she likes I to I thought make... she likes it? No, she, she likes to make appearances in his Bachelor breakdown oh, story. I don't know if she likes oh, to make yeah. appearances or if he just puts her on the <laughs> spot. he just, like, makes her. Yeah. But I love, yeah. I love when she gets involved. Like, I love when he, like, oh, pans to her and she's just, like, what And she's fuck? just, like, fuck off. <laughs> yeah. No, but something he says that's actually really good dating advice um, that I believe I've referenced before is he talks about how sometimes it's more reliable to be set up just because there is that context and there yes. is that Absolutely. someone holding you accountable. Yes. And so it kind kind of works in two ways because on one hand it helps you be more comfortable and more in your element and have someone who like say the date's a bust you have your friend there but then on the other hand there's this accountability because say like one of the couples really hits it off if the other doesn't hit it off as much you still can't be a total fucking dick or your friend's gonna look like a dick right so there is this like heightened accountability so I love the whole idea of it when were you guys like we're gonna like actually make it a nap I just want to add, by the way, it's interesting what you you said before. There's also, you don't have to be romantic, right? It's like- Totally. It It takes away that pressure. It takes away that. Because when you put it as just like four single social people hanging out, like when it's in that context, then Mm -hmm. everybody is more relaxed. Nobody Mm -hmm. feels like there's like any expectation. It's just like we're all meeting. Well, it's- It's nice, too, because I think that's something, like, I kind of talked about this on my episode with Dylan Palladino, because we went on one date, and he famously, infamously, we're friends now, so don't worry, tried to break up with me after asking me on a second date, and I was like, this doesn't make sense, we're not dating, what are you doing? But guys (laughs) do this shit all the time, and it's because guys, first of all, assume women want to date them, which is annoying. Right. Mm -hmm. It is very annoying. So fucking annoying. It's like, who said, like, you have to earn dating me. Like, it's yes. not like right. you just, like, decide to settle. Like, I decide to settle, bitch. Exactly. This is my decision. But girls play a role uh, in that. It's is- like they think you have, like, no personal choice or, like, autonomy in this decision-making right. fact. And that's something that's a huge pet peeve of mine. So when guys do that to me, that, like, sets me off. Because it, like, sets me off for all women in a way. Anyways, Dylan and I are friends. I'm now. so with the you. The point on that. is, <laughs> so it's not just Dylan. It's like obviously there are so many guys who have done this to me, my friends, everyone. But it's nice in that sense because you think about like double dates in general, or if you're at a party and you just like you and your girlfriend happen to gravitate towards a guy and his guy friend, or whatever your sexual orientation is, any form of that, like how there's just like so much less pressure. And I think guys tend to perform better, literally, <laughs> physically. <laughs> <laughs> all the ways but when there's less pressure right absolutely 100 percent. yeah i can vouch you 
vouch you for that. <laughs> vouch you that. Personal. And guys, I should feel- we should we trademark that? Yeah, I vouch you that. I can vouch you that. I love. That. I vouch you that. <laughs> That's at the end of the segment, and then the music comes on. Is yeah, anybody like, and- gonna get with me on the music? I don't think so. <laughs> I actually want you to do my jingles because I need jingles like between my commercials. She loves our talent. I'm down. <laughs> I'm down. We'll, I'll, we'll make you a jingle. Should we do it? Should we do a joint jingle? Yes. Can you sing? That's a really, yeah. Oh, you're like a singer. I could hear it in the voice. I could hear it in like the salt. Okay, but it's not going to work because you guys are going to get competitive with each other. Danielle gets very competitive. I only get competitive about playing spit and typing. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I think you'll be okay. Like I think we'll make I it work. Type. I also feel like she has a higher voice than I do. Mm, so yeah, we're good. Like mm. I'll be the soprano. You'll be the alto. Yeah, um, done. I'll do the like man part. Like literally Danielle's like, I really can't stay. <laughs> And I'm like, baby, it's cold outside. <laughs> I was imagining you being like, what'd you forget? Got a light. I know you. Oh, I love that song. What'd you forget? Got a light. All right, guys. Okay, I'll we just, have to I'll stop. Brian's going to kill I'll us. Just, I'll be also, here. Just, Jessica and Julie is going to kill yeah. us. Not Julie. Julie would never kill us. Julie's but a nice Jewish girl from Long Island, Jessica but might. Jessica's a Bitch. Jessica might. <laughs> Jessica's a fucking bitch. She's a fucking Slutty bitch. nurse. Yeah. Alcoholic, yeah. but really fun. <laughs> yeah. Like Jessica's a bitch. <laughs> Jessica's also like from the nicest part of Long Island, but she'll still cut you. I'll you cut know? You. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, don't fuck with her. Right. Don't. 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 Don't fuck with her. <laughs> I, and I, and I thought you that. Yeah. I can't breathe. You guys are cracking me up. Okay, so you guys Fauci that whole story. I Fauci the whole thing. her version of events. Yeah. <laughs> Let's hear about the app. So about when did play. you guys sit down? Yes, Foreplay. Foreplay Social is the company. Foreplay is the app. Download it on your phones <laughs> right now. But like, how did you guys start creating it? Like, what was that process like? How did you guys like suddenly get into the tech world? I know. It's so weird. It is like the weirdest thing. Like even say, we, we always have moments mm-hmm. where we're like, wait, what? Are like, we, how do we the co-founders of a dating app? Um, but I'm actually really proud of us. We have learned so much from the very beginning. Julie did a lot of like the administrative work. Like yeah. Julie was like, I'm going to get us to be an LLC. She, I'm going to like open Amazing. a bank account. And I was like, wait, can you guys like get me out of your family group chat where like your family is like gung ho about this dating app? And yeah, I, we, became, yeah. we became an app because my family was like, you need to make this an app. Wait, so your family is super behind you? That's really Both cute. of our families, Both of our families are, are incredible. Like, wow. yeah. but it are starts- your parents friends? Yeah, it's like family. They're mishpacha. They're mishpacha. <laughs> She's not Jewish. <laughs> You're not? That means, no, you're not. Oh, I I know what the fuck it means. (laughs) I'm from the Upper West Side. I know what all my Yiddish shit is. Do people know that? Do people know Mishbucha? I'm not that boyish. Jesus Christ. I'm sorry. I just said Jesus Christ after Goy, so that was Yeah, so you're a little Goy, but that's. I'm a little Goy. But, but you can tell the listeners what it means. I know what it means. It means like family. It's family. Like they're not, like they're not like friends, but they're like. They're family. because Julie and I are they like love family, each other. They love each other. Yeah. Julie, I cannot believe you didn't. You don't know I know my Yiddish? You know the Yiddish. I was almost a Jewish studies minor. I've been to Israel. I could have actually declared it, but I just thought like, and I actually got shit from someone like for saying this. I, I didn't realize it was offensive. I just didn't declare it because I didn't want to seem like a total poser. Wait, what's, mm-hmm. what's I, offensive? What's offensive? To declare She was like offended I didn't declare the Jewish studies minor and I joked about it on the podcast. It was kind of oh. weird. Huh. 
why did you study Jewish studies? Um, I just found a professor I was obsessed with. He he was super cool. He um was this really cool Northwestern professor. He was Israeli from an ultra orthodox family. Wow. And I just was always interested in Jewish culture. So I was like freshman year, I think end of my freshman year, I was like, oh, this class sounds really interesting. It was like Jewish religion and the connection between like religion and the peace conflict, like mm, the yeah. Israeli-Palestinian yeah. conflict. I was like, this just sounds like super interesting. So I took yeah. it. And basically his whole story is he's was he's from born, raised in Israel, ultra-Orthodox family. And then the first time he kind of like saw life outside of that world was when he started being in the army. Mm-hmm. And his job was, this is actually super dark, guys. Sorry, it was really funny until this point. His job was to pick up dead bodies. Oh, God. And he had this, like, I won't say come to Jesus. <laughs> yeah, that wouldn't be appropriate. <laughs> I had to make the joke a little bit just to lighten it up a bit after the dead bodies. But anyways, he had this, like, moment where he was like, holy shit, I've been told my whole life Palestinians are evil people. Here I am, like, seeing them cry while I'm, like, oh. collecting their loved ones. Like, oh, he yeah, just felt terrible. so wrong about it all. Yeah. But he also loved his Jewish culture, but he also felt like the ultra-Orthodox world was too much. So mm-hmm. he broke from it. He, like, lovingly broke from it. His family was wow. very upset wow. with him. And he started studying in America and he started studying ways to resolve the conflict peacefully and he ended up being a professor at Northwestern and then he was on the Obama administration so he ended up leaving but I basically took every class he had like from start to wow that's fascinating here we are talking politics here we are now we've segued medicine dating politics we could do it all (laughs) so my brother and my sister actually live in Israel now and my brother used to live in Tel Aviv he moved now to another they describe it as like, it's Got like living it. on Long Island. It's like you're near the city, but you're not in the city. Got and then it. my sister lives in like a random, a lot of immigrants, like from like English speaking countries live there. It's not a very hmm. Israeli area. But my, but my brother who lives there was the one who was like really pushing for us to make foreplay happen. And he mm. was texting me and Danielle every day being like, you girls have to make this an app. And I was like, Danielle, Ian is adamant that we have to make this an app. Danielle's like, oh, is this me- the married one who looks like Seth? Yeah. Yes. And he lives that far. That's okay. He's a a good boy. He's a good boy. He's amazing. Shout out Ian. That's like the seventh shout out of the show is Ian. That's okay. I love shout outs. We love Ian. And Ian was the reason why we did foreplay. And why it's called foreplay. Because Ian... Why is he really into foreplay with his... He, well, well, the irony here... To, I mean, I, I, hope, I hope so, because that makes for a healthy marriage, but... Um, it does. It's, it's very good to warm you up. It, it is. But to come... I'm kind of gross That's out That's what now. the app does, too. It warms you we up. We warm you up, warms baby. You up. But to come full circle with the, with the Israeli and religious Jew aspect is that my brother was walking into a temple for a very, like, holy day prayer, and he was walking in, and he was like, oh, my God, they should call it foreplay. So his inspiration was his walk to the temple. (laughs) That is so beautifully Jewish. Like, I feel like, so I was raised technically, like, not super religious because I was raised in the city, but, like, technically Catholic. And I feel like if someone walked into an Irish Catholic church and did that, they'd be like, repent, repent, repent. (laughs) (laughs) You know, like, and your brother's just like, that's a cool name. He walked in and he's like, I did it. (laughs) And he's like, he's like, I had a calling. And honestly, when I heard foreplay, I was like, I am sold. Up until that point, up until that point, I was like, I really don't want to get involved with this. Like, okay, it was a fun idea. Like, it was fun. Like, okay, we'll keep doing it on this app. Like, we'll just keep hacking the system and like going on double dates. And then when he said foreplay, I was like, okay, this is going to be a hit. 
It's called foreplay. No, it's going to be a hit. It's called foreplay. And guys, for some background, since we um, are just doing the intro now. No, I'm kidding. But they, <laughs> but they um, you guys are, I mean, I've talked about it in, you know, the ads for the podcast, but you guys have so many amazing write-ups like Elite Daily. You were talking about one recently. What's it called? Screenshot? No, it's called Screenshot. Yeah, they're in London. Screenshot. Yeah. In London. They sound like they're from London. You sound anyway, like you're from London. You guys have done really well for being like still kind of a baby app. And yeah. Honestly, I have to say I've had so many friends and listeners like come to me and be like, want to get on the app together? Like people, the interest rates are like definitely peaked. Like, because it's a really, it's just a genuinely good idea and and like, I also love that you guys can like spin it as like, thank God you did join on Danielle because it's like female founders. Like it's also on top of all of this that we've already kind of addressed, like promoting like female safety and male right. safety and everyone's safety. Like if you have a friend around, it's just a safer, less like maybe sketchy situation. Yeah. And there's also, I think from my perspective, as mm-hmm. a person who suffers from body image issues, like now I'm going to get yeah. serious. Now I'm going to change the tone. For me, I think there's a lot of mm-hmm. pressure when you have body image issues and you go on a one-on-one date, like you are being looked at the entire yeah. time. <laughs> and like, yeah. and like what you're eating, what you order, what you drink, like mm. you're being looked at. And that's yeah. extremely difficult for me, especially like totally. for me in recovery from an eating disorder, like as yeah. I judge myself and my own body, like I don't want another person also making an assessment. And I feel yeah. that- And even if they're not, if you're like putting that energy out yes. there, it could make it like weird. Like it's kind of like a self-fulfilling prophecy right. type thing. And right. you know, like it's not really about the aesthetics at the end of the day. It's about how much you like love and accept yourself. And it's easier to do that if you have a friend who like love and accepts you around if you're still like getting there. You exactly. Know? It's yeah. like, A, yeah. there's just, there, there are less eyeballs on you because it's a dynamic, more dynamic conversation where there are like four people. And B, I just feel like I can be myself. Like if a friend is there, like if Julie's there with me on a date, I am so in the zone because I can be me because I can be me with Julie. And then in turn, the people who are there can see you actually are not you being like worried about what you're going to put in your mouth next. That makes a lot of sense. I love that whole aspect of it because I am someone who I've talked about openly on the podcast has struggled with eating issues. And honestly, like I totally relate to what you're saying right now because I did gain weight, medical weight from like some of the long hauler stuff after Corona. My, I forget what the rate, it's like you guys know it's like bnc or bcn or bnp bnp the heart one yeah it was like over two times out of range like almost three times out of range so i just had all this swelling and water weight and muscle issues that like continue to be here and while i know it's not me and i know it's not like me overeating or not working out enough like you know that the old voices do come back sometimes and I have to like literally like whisk them away like bye-bye but they do come back and they're like oh you can't thin your jeans because you're not good enough you're lazy you're too fat you're not working out enough it's like no my body's just recovering this isn't me my body does not define me and you know it's something that you know most women struggle with I've also talked about this on the podcast how I'm more surprised now if I meet women who have never struggled with the eating yeah. disorder. Yeah. It's really hard. And I think that's something that will speak to a lot of people, guy and girl, like, actually, you know, it was so interesting. I Do you know, guys I'm The Bachelor. The- I know. I know. I that was that. the most that shocking was, thing. That was, and I said to Julie, I was like, I wonder yes. how many guys actually do suffer from eating disorders. And oh, so many. They, maybe they don't Especially even know. Especially gay men. And but, it's interesting also that like girls have like in the past like year or so, 
or maybe yeah. two years, there has been a, a large enough population who feels mm-hmm. that it's really wrong and like the body positivity movement has begun. And what's interesting is that men, they don't have that. Men don't have mm-hmm. body. If you hashtag body positivity on Instagram, like you're not finding pictures of men. So interesting. So women yeah. might be having now a pl- an outlet for them to go to if they need support. Like if they, like for me, for example, I follow body positivity hashtags. Like I follow a yeah. ton of them so I can see That's it That's really support. good because Instagram can be like a super hard place if you're someone who struggles with that stuff because there are so many like fit models on it. Um, So I think that could be, you know, that's actually a really good tip yeah. to follow that. And to give a little background for people who aren't watching this season of The Bachelorette, I actually personally think, you know, I've loved a lot of the past Bachelorettes. I think it's the best one yet. Tasha's like really crushing it. I didn't love her when she was on The Bachelor. I liked her a lot on Bachelor in Paradise. And now I'm like, okay, she's she's incredible. She's, she's unsold. Yeah. She's been really, she's just carried herself like really beautifully. And she has like a really great group of guys. Like I feel for her. She's like, I don't know who I'm going to pick. I'm like, I don't know who I'm going to pick for you either. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Because I'm like, this is my choice too. Um, But that's how you feel when you get like way too invested in these things, unfortunately. But basically one of the guys who's just such a sweetheart is really scared to open up, has like the best fucking body ever. Basically gets like naked in front of her to show like he's like vulnerable. He's there for her. And she like starts crying. And then he, afterwards, when they're talking one-on-one, tells her, opens up about, you know, having been bullied for being chubby as a kid and how he had eating issues. And And it was was just like, it was really beautiful to see because obviously, like, I've had male friends who've had it. I don't think there's a lot of representation of it, like men with eating issues. Right. There's not. I think if there, I think that I wasn't a huge fan of his honestly like I just didn't vibe with really? him really I like I just him. didn't vibe with him I don't know but I yeah. I really have so much respect for him now and if there's any yeah. reason why he went on the bachelorette it's because he just opened up this whole like window for guys who struggle from the same thing yeah even if he talking. doesn't win yeah. like that's huge yeah. yeah what he did was probably like the bravest thing you a guy could do on that show yeah and I have a I lot totally of agree that and look- when they talked about Black Lives Matter yes. like both of those uh, yes. moments were just like so real because there's always stuff they reveal where you're yes. like that's sad that's this that's that that's vulnerable for them like I'm not trying to discount that but these two conversations were like pretty groundbreaking right. for yeah. And they you felt, know, reality television. They, they felt spontaneous also. And I think that's something they that did. typically they happens. They didn't feel like forced right. at all. I think the producers thought usually out. like tell the person before they go into the conversation. Okay, so tonight's the night. We want you to you tell open Tasha up about, about blah, yeah. blah, blah, blah. Like that yeah. these two conversations happened like organically. Really organic. And like the editors were like, oh, wow. Like, let's just like keep this. Like, yeah. let's keep this in. Yeah. They're like, wow, did we not force this <laughs> right. whatsoever? Right. Who would have thunk? So to get a little more into the eating stuff as much or as little as you're comfortable with, Danielle, because you did talk about a little bit before we started. So when you guys were starting the app, you actually, I'll have you say, I don't want to like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So in the beginning of foreplay, um, Mm -hmm. I was like very, very sick with an eating disorder. And um, I really wasn't addressing it. Like I was in therapy, but I, it was recommended to me that I go to inpatient therapy. And I was like, okay, I'm, I'm not going to do that. And then they actually said like, well, you can't come here anymore. Like it was like an ultimatum, like you're going there or not. And Julie was then going to have to be left with the company. Like <laughs> she was going to have to launch foreplay. Like foreplay wasn't in the app store yet. And she was going to have to do that wow. if I went 
And so how long was this stay going to be or did it end up being? We didn't know. <laughs> that was the scariest part. And also, yeah, and, I, yeah. and I want Julia to have a chance to talk about the, how this was for totally, her also. Because as a friend, it really affects you. Like, yes. I, as someone who's, I've been on both sides of it and it's really hard on both sides. She cried when she, she came to visit me and she had tears in her eyes. And I was just like, oh my God, th- this is like having an impact on you. Um, yeah, you don't really realize because this could be badly misconstrued. I hope it's not. But um, as someone who, you know, has anxiety, who has had eating issues, stuff like that, addiction, it all kind of falls under the same umbrella. They are not intentionally, but unintentionally, they do make you a bit selfish without realizing it because you become obsessive compulsive about it. So you don't really, you kind of have blinders on. It's like you and your eating disorder and then everyone else is like outside of the blinders, you know, because you're just so focused on what am I eating? What do I look like? How am I controlling it? So you don't really realize how much it impacts those around you and upsets those around you until you like really take a good look at it, whether that be through professional treatment, therapy, you know, and it's, it's pretty crazy once you've been on, you know, either side of it really. Yeah. It's really crazy. Stuff happens all the time with Julie and I where we'll be, we'll be doing something for the company and like my Mm. eating disorder like creeps its way in. And I'm sure that Mm. like as a friend, but also as a business owner, it's like that needs to be treated and taken care of because like it's making its way into other things, into the relationship, into the business relationship. It's like that needs to be taken care of. It's like a third person. Right. Yeah. I like when I was like at my worst with my eating disorder, I was actually super young. Um, I was like, 13 and found out my mom was bipolar and it was like totally a control thing. And I just like, well, I lost my period. I lost all this weight, but it becomes like, it becomes so all consuming. That's something that like, it's really hard to tell your friends this who are dealing with it because it's not a nice thing to say and you have to find a way to say it compassionately. But if you're calling a spade a spade, like it makes you not fun because all you care about, like you don't have energy. You're not really present. It just makes you like a watered down version of yourself. And I've seen that in my friends. I've seen that myself. And it just like, it sucks the life out of you, you know? Yeah. When we first talked about it, I mean, we've talked about Mm -hmm. it forever because it's been, it's been something in our relationship for years since college, but we were going to Penn State to go to a football game and we drove up with two of our other friends and we were talking about Danielle's um, eating disorder and you know, we said to her, like, why aren't you going for inpatient treatment? Because she said, you know, they're, they're telling me that I need inpatient. And we were like, well, why aren't you going for inpatient? And her response was, was because of foreplay. So when we were coming back from Penn State and our friends weren't in the car and it was just the two of us, um, it was like a really heavy moment. They were, you know, getting something like ice cream from the creamery. And we started talking about it and Danielle broke down, like hysterically crying about it. And I told her, like, if foreplay is the reason why you're not going, that's a cop out. Like, it's not a reason because someone's health comes. Like, look, before there was health comes first, you're both in the health world. And even beyond that, like, we were best friends for years before there was a foreplay. And that will always come first for both of us. Like, we both feel really strongly about that. We've turned down opportunities Mm -hmm. that would have probably created some some tension in our friendship. So, I mean, it wasn't it wasn't a reason to not go. And, and so like we, I encouraged her to go and we, she, we got back from Penn state and that night she called me and she was like, okay, I'm going like, I'm actually leaving. Yeah. You're like kind of tearing up and I'm kind of tearing up. I'm getting, I'm getting really emotional too. Cause I'm thinking about how like, no, that's what I'm saying. You're tearing up and then you're talking about it. And I'm like looking at both of you. I'm getting emotional because your friendship and it's very sweet. It's really, it's really special. Like, you know, when you struggle with anything mental health related and especially 
with eating disorders. I've never cried on the podcast before. I'm not crying, but I'm like, I'm borderline crying. Okay, I keep talking so I don't cry. We've oh had God. everything okay. in this. We've had laughing, crying, Jessica. Um, so <laughs> Jessica. I think when you're really struggling with an eating disorder, like at an underlying issue is like feelings of unworthiness as a human being. Totally. And so it's always the mental health. It's stuff always the mental health stuff. At the root. It, yeah. And so when yeah. you're having feelings of unworthiness mm-hmm. you, and, and you're starting a company, it's like, it's like, no, I don't need to go. It's like, cause I need to be here for foreplay because it doesn't feel like I am important. Like for, I need to do this for you. It's more important that you have me here to help you like have foreplay. I can't leave you with this. And like Julie highlighted to me that like I'm more important than that I I didn't believe that myself that's really that's what a good friend does though like that's an amazing friend you know right yeah Yeah, we're really we're very 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 fortunate that we have the relationship that we have because we know that it's rare and it's unique it can be hard to work together as friends so it's really nice that you guys like up top were like you know that our friendship comes first us as humans come first and I think you guys having that conversation just like makes it very real for both of you and you know, even though it's it was an unexpected precedent to the app, I think you were talking about owning a company and being one of the founders of a company and having these issues with self-worth. And it's like, I've just found with the podcast, like I've had to like throw my ego out a lot. And as a performer, I've had to throw my ego out a lot because you can only get in your own way with these things. And I think that, you know, what Julie was kind of saying in a sense was not only like, I care about you as a friend and your health, but also like as a person, if you're going to be successful in anything, whether it's an app, whether it's whatever, like you have to believe in your product and yourself or why would other people believe in it, you know? And it's really hard to not be your own worst enemy a lot of the time. But like, I think that things you learn and you know, recovery or therapy or whatever it is, like really just apply to every area of your life. So like, I think it's really good that you emphasize, like, you know, you come first and once you prioritize yourself, then the app will be exactly where it needs to be. Yeah. I mean, and also the truth is, and we talk about this openly, is when Danielle Mm -hmm. was in the throes of her eating disorder, when she wasn't well, she was not a good co-founder. She's cranky. She's tired. She's this. She's that. I mean, she just like, she was like- I hated myself. Like, I was like so terrible. Like, I didn't want to do anything. I didn't. I was so lazy. I like, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, because you're exhausted and like literally starving yourself. Like, how can you be enjoyable if you're not enjoying life or yourself or your body or anything? Yeah, so I mean, it, to- it was it was a great thing for our friendship that she went, yeah. but also for our our business partnership because she's incredible to work with now, and she wasn't before. And, I mean, like I'm being nice, but <laughs> <laughs> thank you for sharing that, both of you. I I can't imagine, you know, as someone who's been through both sides of it, it's hard. And you know, Julie, also as the friend, it can be really hard to to like approach someone with kindness. And it sounds like you do a really good job because oh God, yeah. I I've been on the side, and I've always tried to be very like cognizant of this when my friends are struggling like I've had friends who've approached me super badly and they've come from a good place but the way they've um the way they carried out you know calling me out or you know outing me on my eating disorder felt very aggressive it felt very like it didn't feel loving it felt like especially if you haven't accepted about yourself yet it's very off-putting it's very scary so you need someone who's really gonna like do it in a really thoughtful 
eye-opening way. So as a friend, like, it sounds like you handled it, like, really amazingly. So good for you. The queen, the queen of, like, tact and compassion. Yeah, you need tact. If you're trying to stage any kind of intervention, please, God, do it tactfully. (laughs) Like, so many people are just like, you look gross. (laughs) It's like, wait, what? You're like, that's why I'm trying not to look. Like, you can't tell, never tell someone who's too skinny, you look disgusting, you look gross. Like, it's just, it's so bad. And then part of the issue with it too is like especially if you are too skinny when you're your skinniest you're actually your most off and you're seeing yourself the most off so you might actually take it as a compliment which mm. is not good either it's like reinforcement so you have to be really careful about it right. anyways that's a that could be a whole episode maybe we'll do a follow-up episode we could definitely do an episode so let's quickly get into quarter life qualms so my first question is usually, have you ever had a quarter life crisis, a moment where you've like really doubted yourself? Danielle, I think you've answered that's, that. Yeah, so that's mine. That's amazing. <laughs> Julie, do you have any moments in your 20s where you were just like, I don't know what my path is. I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. I'm scared. Um, some kind of, you know, mental health thing, whatever, really. Yeah, I mean, I have a million, but. Um, yeah, don't we all? <laughs> <laughs> don't we all? Uh, probably the hardest time for me was when I was applying for the physician assistant programs because they're very competitive to get into. So I applied the first time and didn't, yeah, I didn't get in the first time when I applied. I didn't really expect to, but still Uh was a blow to the ego, um, when I didn't. Mm. And when I was applying again, I was making myself so anxious and so neurotic about it because I was thinking, what am I going to do with my life if I don't get in? Like, all I ever yeah. wanted to do was medicine. What am I going to do if I don't get in? And I was so yeah. stressed to the point that I made myself physically sick. I yeah. was diagnosed Been with- there. Anxiety yeah. is real. Anxiety is real. I was diagnosed yeah. with ulcerative colitis. I was down to, like, oh in the 80s. So I was struggling with really bad self-esteem and really bad body image issues because I was, like, unhealthily skinny unintentionally. Um, yeah. My parents. Were, I've been there too, like yeah. from breakups or if you're like too stressed with work, it can really go either way. But I've also been like the opposite end of it where I'm stress eating. Mm-hmm. Like it's all trash. It's, it's all trash. And know? I was like so embarrassed with my friends and I was so embarrassed on dates because I was like, are they just watching yeah. me eat nothing and thinking that I'm anorexic or thinking that I yeah. have like whatever, whatever. Skinny type shaming of- is real too. Like it's, it goes both ways and eating disorders also. And I didn't really allude to this before. There's overeating. There's, you know, like you can't always spot an eating disorder, but it's also uncomfortable for people who, you know, like you unintentionally like are aware of it and don't mean to do it. Or people who don't look like they have an eating disorder, but are actually really struggling. Like there are all forms of it. So people just have to be, you know, really, really careful. And it it can be really hard when it, when it's obvious looking, but you don't mean for it to be. I've been in that position with a lot of breakups where I'm just like heartbroken. I don't mean not to eat, but you know. Yeah. And then it's even harder to justify that when you have had an eating disorder in the past because it's like, right. you look like a liar, you know? Right. So I, could ima- I would imagine that would be really confusing. But I mean, it was yeah. just, it was a really awful time. And when I when I look back on it now, obviously now mm-hmm. I'm like, you know, 20, going to be 29 mm-hmm. next month. And it's, I can look back Plaza. on it and say like, it's, wasn't worth. So are you me. a Capricorn? I'm, I'm such that, a that Capricorn. You're such a Capricorn. Beyond. She's Beyond. Such a Capricorn. You're classic Capricorn. I'm a yes. classic, Absolutely. classic Capricorn. Yeah, I love that. And in, in professional life and in love life, I am such a Capricorn. Yeah. I love um, that. Capricorns are great. I mean, they're like really- fun type A's. Yeah. But looking back on that moment in my life where I was like literally making myself physically ill, like it's, yeah. you look back on it now and you're like, 
why were you doing that to yourself? Like, why were you yeah. so stressed? Yeah. Everything like, was works that worth out. It? Yeah, right. like it all works out. Everything and always works out. I can only imagine because there's a whole other layer of complexity of it when it's something like your medical, like whatever kind of exam, I'm like really outing myself as not knowing anything. But <laughs> but yeah, it's like when you're taking these tests that feel so make or break, I can yeah. only imagine how hard that is. Like I felt that to an extent and I think anyone who applies to college feels that. But you really realize even once you're in college, it's like, oh, I could transfer. Oh, I could change my path. Like, And I really try to emphasize that on the podcast. Like your path is always subject to change. Even like, say you had gotten in the first time around and like gone exactly where you wanted to, that doesn't guarantee you're going to love it. That doesn't guarantee you're going to do this the rest of your life if you change your mind one day. That doesn't you know? guarantee that you're not going to start a dating app. Yeah. And if I had, <laughs> yeah, gotten, exactly. if I had gotten in the first time around, I can mm-hmm. guarantee you foreplay wouldn't exist because my life would have had a different trajectory. Yeah. So it all works out the way it's supposed to. It yeah. all happens for a reason. It yeah. really, really does. Okay. And then the last question I'm going to ask you guys, just for timing's sake and because my parents don't eat. Uh, past 630, which is so alarming, um, (laughs) is when you guys are feeling this kind of stress, whether it's, you know, about passing an exam, your body, whatever kind of anxiety or stress that you're dealing with, what's your guys go to? What's something you do to like make yourselves feel a little more centered and grounded? Mm, that's such a good question. Other than drinking wine, obviously. Like, like other than substances. Yeah, no substances. Like that's, that's substances. a given. That's a given. Yeah, like we don't even, yeah, obviously. <laughs> I'm like the go-to. I like to I like to work out. I do it because I think the endorphins, mm-hmm. I, it just feel, I mean, I don't always like love to work out, but. I'm the same way. It just yeah. feels Which is good. why it's been so hard post-corona because yeah. I like can't work out as much. So mm-hmm. then it's like my body image clashing with like my stress reliever right. and I can't do either. And it's all kind of worked up and right. it sucks. Like yeah. I wanted to work out after this but I just like sometimes you have to listen to your body and my body today is like not having it like you have to listen to your body I heard yeah you really have to be careful especially when working out is your outlet because it's a great outlet but you can't overdo it especially if you're injured sick or you know using that as an eating disorder which is a whole other ball game totally and Danielle has said to me like I don't yeah. get it. Like, why do you work out? Like, you're small. Like, <laughs> like I, don't I don't get, get it. it. And it's like, and you're it's, like, cause it, I like it. Yeah. yeah because exactly. it has nothing to do way. with the aesthetics. It has to do with the fact that I sweat and it yeah. feels good. Good. Yeah. Endorphins make you happy and happy, and happy people right. don't kill their husbands. Exactly. <laughs> so that's why we do it. Danielle. Um, like, what about you, Danielle? It doesn't what's make your... me happy. Um, it makes me miserable. Yeah, what's your go-to? So um, it's not working out. It's we've, not working out. Definitely scratch that one off. I love podcasts. There you go. Maybe you guys should start a company podcast. We've thought about it. Have me on. We've thought about it. That's why we have this microphone. You know, for me, like podcasts, like a lot of people I know listen to podcasts like to commute. Like I, I've heard that before, like that, that that's a commuting thing, but I've never had a commute. Like I, that's not, ha- whatever. I'm not going to get into you're, how I get You're to in work, like but. the tri-state area. Yeah. You, so you don't really, yeah. So like I just listen to podcasts to chill. Like I could sit and listen to a podcast and find it very relaxing. I fall asleep to a podcast every single night. I did that last night. night and weirdly enough, it was a uh, crime junkie. Oh my God. <laughs> like, I've fallen asleep God to that I a million didn't. times. It's good that I didn't have nightmares. Like I usually, I used to listen to it. I haven't really listen to it in a minute because you know now that I have a podcast I spend so much time editing it right. and stuff like that I used to listen to it when I ran now I can't run because of the whole health stuff which is super annoying because I actually really I do both of your guys things I run and I'm listening to the podcast because that's like very it's very it's like meditative for me podcast yeah. 
Because yeah. it's like you literally exactly. just like shut your brain off You're and listen to other people. Listening talk. to something. Instead yes. of being all over the place, you're just it, you're yeah, because it gets you out of your head, right? Because you, you can hear other people talk. Puts me to sleep it's every like night. Listening in on an interesting like yeah. lunch date or or foreplay date. Yes, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I really want to. So Audrey Peters and I, TikTok star extraordinaire, really, really want to like record ourselves. Like you need we to. Need or, like, you to do that or something. You she knows to. that stuff. I don't know shit about it. And then maybe we could do a podcast with them after. That would be fun. Yes. That would be incredible. Love Break that. it down like how the date went. Yes. yes. Yeah. Who fucked who? Who didn't fuck? <laughs> you, guys get, you guys will get a hot date. I'm sure. We yeah. fucking better. Yeah. There are a lot of really cute guys in New York. We need more Dude. guys. So any guys yeah. who are listening, you got Guys, don't. sign up. I do have guys who listen, actually. Yeah, exactly. Nice. So, I said that, like, so surprised. But no, it's actually, it's like, it's like 60-40, I think, with women to men. That's, so it's pretty good. It's pretty split. For like me, especially. I thought it would be, like, less. But um, I have my male friends. Thank you, male friends, for supporting and listening. And then... The last thing I want to ask you guys before we sign off, and maybe we'll play a game and, like, do it as, like, a fun little segment that we'll just, like, release randomly because I do think it would be fun to play a game with you guys. Like, <laughs> if we ever meet up in person, we'll just, like, do a drinking game and, like, record it. Yeah, yeah, just, yeah. Like, yeah. Like, oh, my God. Record it as, like, an intro for something else or something. It'll be yeah. funny. But my last question is, because I've actually been trying to ask this the whole time, but, like, this is the perfect <laughs> moment. Do you guys go on four play dates yes or are you not allowed to you're no, allowed to we go the on. Yes. Founders. are we not allowed to well actually julie does have a scary rule that's like you're not allowed to say they were the co-founders but like but like really? i can't do that though it also but what if it that. comes up on the date yeah. like well, what tell, do you do well i actually create the fucking app we're on <laughs> yeah well let me tell you how awkward this was i was like we're going yeah. on a four play date you're not telling you're not telling them that we're the co-founders at all so then oh we're on God. the date. So, I said, what if they say, like, so have you been on foreplay before? Because, you know, people say that. Like, so, like, are, are like, do you usually go on Hinge? Like, people say shit like that. So, and yeah, she was like, like, is this your first date? Right. right. She's on like, they're not going to they're yeah. not gonna ask that. So, basically, the guy asked me, so mm-hmm. how did you find foreplay? <laughs> you're like, well, it all started when I founded it. <laughs> well, I mean, that's literally, I mean, I, uh, so I'm, yeah. a, I'm like a really like scared of lying kind of person. Like I get really awkward. So yeah. I was I like, get that. I'm kind of the same way, which is funny because I'm an actor, but I can't really lie. Yeah, I can't really lie. So I was like, Danielle, they want to know how we found foreplay. <laughs> and then we were just like, well, we found, oh, well, we, we found, found it. it. <laughs> oh they, my God. They were like, wait, you, wait, so you. Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I feel like that actually makes it worse in a weird way because then it's like you're being shady almost. Right. It, was the, it was the weirdest thing ever. And then they only want to talk yeah. about like how we founded it. And then it became like oh, this whole no. like business meeting. And then we were yeah. like, okay, gotta go. Yeah. Yeah, you're like, I actually am here to not do business on right. my own business. I'm here to date, which is why I started this. Thank you so much. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> oh Thank God, you, Nick. So- guys, don't do that. It's fucking annoying. It, it is. really is. Okay, guys. Thank you so much for coming on. I also like really can't wait for your guys' ad to be in this episode because it's going to be super meta and really cute. (laughs) It's going to be super meta. It's going to be so meta. I could talk to you guys forever. And thank you guys so much again. And happy Hanukkah. Merry Christmas. And thank you for having us. 
Guys, tell all the listeners where they can find you, where they can follow you. Obviously, download the app Foreplay. So it's spelled like Foreplay, F-O-U-R-P-L-A-Y. Yes, yes you can download in Google Play or in the App Store. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you can find us on Instagram at Foreplay Social, F-O-U-R-P-L-A-Y Social. And we're also on Twitter, but we're really more on Instagram. It's your uh, app of choice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Other than Foreplay. Other than Foreplay. <laughs> and then do you guys want to give your personals or are you good? Mm, nothing interesting on there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like they're like my nephews like, and my nieces. They're like, we still don't want you guys to know <laughs> when we go on dates. That's so funny. You guys are hilarious. Okay. And as always, please rate, review, subscribe, tell a friend. Word of mouth does more than you think. And follow me at CKNY1213. And then follow the podcast at WTF SUP Pod. That's two P's SUP Pod. Okay. Bye, guys. Bye. Thank you so much. So much fun.